Hello and welcome to the Nutrition Uncovered podcast. I'm Lisa, registered associate nutritionist, author, and a PhD student. The aim of this podcast is to provide you with evidence-based nutrition and health information, support you on your journey towards better health and better relationship with food and your body. If you need support with nutrition and health coaching, details are in the show notes. Here is this episode. Hello and welcome to this episode of Nutrition Uncovered podcast. Today, the topic of this episode would be how to understand when you have had enough food. In other words, how do I know when am I comfortably full? So it's not as straightforward for some people as it might seem. So some people are really good at understanding their um, the sensations and the cues of their body in terms of when to start eating and when to stop eating. For other people, it might be harder. It would be harder for people who are more used to chronic dieting, to chronic restriction, to essentially external rules and tools to guide their eating decisions and eating habits. However, Having a understanding of your internal cues and your internal uh, messages that your body is sending to you is super powerful because that is essentially this sort of secret superpower that, well, no, maybe not so secret, but the superpower that helps you to really understand when to stop eating and thus prevent overeating and thus prevent gaining weight or help you to manage weight or maybe even lose weight. So how do I know if I had enough food? So as you eat your food, your meals, there are three sort of different processes that are happening that are working together that are giving you this sensation of I have had enough, I can stop, I need to stop. So we're going to be talking about these three processes And I will walk you through all of three of them and what is the difference between all of them and how um, all of these processes are important and we need to know about all of them. So the first process is about your taste satisfaction. And it is the first one because it does occur first. The second one is your stomach fullness. So essentially, your, uh, your feeling of um, fullness in the stomach. Now, just, just in case um, you might not know where your stomach is, so your whole abdomen is not your stomach. This is a very um, common uh, mistake. So you have a few organs, digestive organs in your abdomen, and stomach is this organ which is about the size of your fist, and it sits just below your ribcage, behind and below slightly. So kind of like in the middle of your chest almost. And I'm looking down now on my on my chest and I'm kind of like pointing out. In your chest, there is this like little hole. So your stomach is kind of there. Now, if you go further down, this is where your intestines will be. So generally, your food first goes f- from your mouth to your stomach. So this fullness, the, the, the point number two is stomach fullness. And the number three is called the satiety of your body. 
So not just the fullness of your stomach, but in general, the feeling of fullness in the whole body. So let's look at each of them individually. So first one is taste satisfaction. So what's pretty obvious is that food tastes better when you're hungry and when you need calories and when you need energy, when your body needs energy. And so when we're hungry, our taste buds, they light up sort of brighter. They are more sort of ready to receive the food and therefore they're sort of ready um, to eat and therefore they're more sort of sensitive to the food. And as we continue eating, our taste buds become sort of a little bit more tired. And interestingly, actually, taste buds get tired relatively quickly, more quickly than we think. And food tastes better usually in the beginning of the meal because the taste buds are more sensitive to these new flavors. And then when we move forward towards the end of the meal, the taste buds become sort of quote-unquote tired. Not literally, but metaphorically speaking. So the sensation of the flavor can go up and down over the course of the meal. So also, the more different flavors you have in your meal, the more different taste receptors and taste buds are being reawakened uh, during the meal. If you are eating just one food item, your taste buds will get tired quicker. And once taste buds get tired, eating more of the same food won't stimulate them. For example, if you're eating, let's say, um, dates, if you eat just dates, your taste buds will get quite quickly tired out of dates. But if you're eating, let's say, dates with nuts, two sort of different types of flavors, then your taste buds will not get tired as quickly. And so the flavor sensation may be sort of reawakened when we switch to different foods. Easy way to think about this is on the scale from 1 to 10. Imagine that number 1 is very much disgusting. So you really don't like this food. Number 10 is incredible. It's the best taste ever. And as you eat, usually if you like the food, then your first few bites would be very, very tasty. So paying attention to how the taste satisfaction is changing uh, from moment to moment is really powerful. But unfortunately, a lot of us are not very well aware of that. I mean, we're not really taught that. So we don't pay attention to how this moment to moment changes of taste satisfaction are fluctuating. And we might end up chasing that initial flavor which, for example, was 10 out of 10, and then continually we'll be eating more and more to try to sort of experience that initial or initial couple of bites because those initial couple of bites were the most uh, tasty. And so we keep eating, 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 and we think, well, I want more and more and more of this. Then when in reality, we are actually getting less satisfaction with each bite, which is very normal. So I just want to point this out. It is normal for us to feel less taste of the same food as we continue eating it. And sometimes this experience can um, give us this sense of like, oh, I cannot control myself, or I feel addicted to this food because I cannot stop eating. But it might be because you can't stop eating because you are chasing that initial um, flavor that you got. And sometimes what you need to do is to pause and sort of come back to that food later to revisit that initial taste kick. I hope that makes sense. And so I really encourage you to use this so-called taste satisfaction meter. 
when from 1 to 10, you're asking yourself, okay, from 1 to 10, how uh, satisfying is this bite? So next time you're eating, pick one food to pay particular attention to it. Um, Usually this exercise is easier to do with a more sort of simple food item rather than a complex dish because a complex dish will contain a mix of flavors. Um, And try to notice how much the taste change and the taste satisfaction change. For example, maybe the first bite will be something like 8 or 9 out of 10. And then um, the taste may be quite subtle but very enjoyable. Or maybe the taste could be more intense but then not so enjoyable. And then as you slowly continue eating, notice how the taste is changing. Is your enjoyment going up, for example, maybe from 8 to 9 or to 10? Or maybe the enjoyment is going down a little bit from 8 to 7? And so at what point does the flavor start to really drop? At what point you are eating, but you're really not getting that same level of satisfaction as the first three bites? What happens with the eighth bite versus the third bite? And of course, you can keep eating even if the taste satisfaction is much lower than it was in the beginning. The key here with this practice, with this exercise, is to tune into your experiences and try not to be judgmental. This is what mindful eating is about. It's about paying attention to your food experience in the moment without judgment and without criticism. Just noticing and being curious. Really get curious how it changes. Then the second process that happens is called stomach fullness. Now, as I explained to you what stomach is and where it is, noticing stomach fullness is a really great skill. And some of you will be really good at this. Uh, some of you will be not so good at this. And usually people who are not so good at this are the ones who maybe for one reason or another had to learn to sort of suppress or ignore uh, the feelings of physical uh, fullness or hunger. Now, it's important to know that some foods and drinks can fill you up very quickly, but they don't keep you full for longer. For example, um, let's say a some juice or let's say sparkling uh, fizzy drinks. Foods that are more sort of fibrous, uh, maybe with more protein and maybe with more water. So, for example, things like um, salads, uh, your <clears throat> things like chicken, meat, etc. So, protein-rich foods, soups with some vegetables, beans, and maybe protein. So, these ones will mm, fill you up for longer and the fullness will last for longer. And so, it's very helpful to listen or tune into your stomach fullness. And again, you can also use a scale 1 to 10, with 1 being super empty, you really feel this physical emptiness, and then 10 is being just stuffed, so full, as full as you can imagine. And this is usually something like Christmas dinner, um, Easter, so those kind of celebrations that sort of societally acceptable overeating times. And as you become more aware of your fullness sensations, you will understand that you can enjoy different levels of fullness. Now, back in the day, this for me was quite a aha moment because I thought that, okay, I should only enjoy fullness, which is, let's say, 7 out of 10 or 8 out of 10. But actually, 
sometimes the enjoyment can also be different. So sometimes I can enjoy being a bit too full and sometimes I can enjoy being a bit less full. And the cool thing is that you can adjust your goal of fullness. You can adjust on how you would want to feel full. So for example, with this meal I'm having now, do I want to feel a bit more full or a bit less full? And this is so cool because it's empowering. And also depends on what plans do you have after having the meal, the dinner, for example. If you're planning to do exercise after your morning uh, breakfast, you might want to decide to actually have a very light breakfast or maybe just a snack because you know you're going to exercise and you don't want to feel this fullness because you might feel uncomfortable when you exercise. But then, for example, when you're on holiday or it was it's like some kind of celebration or a special occasion, you might be deciding that you would want to have a higher degree of fullness, for example, eight, nine, or maybe even 10. And that might be fine as well, as long as you are aware of what are your expectations and what are you feeling now. And you might even decide that, okay, today I'm happy to feel more uncomfortable because of X, Y, and Z, because this is a special occasion. And I know that there will be a lot of food and I want to sort of overindulge. And so despite popular belief, it's actually okay and really quite common and normal a few times a year, uh, once in a while, to really sort of look forward to feel almost stuffed or almost too full. This is called sort of healthy overeating. Some overeating is fine, is normal. And many people um, who have a actually healthy relationship with food and healthy eating habits, they will be really okay with overeating and not feeling guilty about it. And they know that they can enjoy and overindulge a few times a year um, and have, you know, one, two, three portions plus desserts plus drinks. And then they know that they will have discomfort, but they still are okay to do that because, you know, it is part of being a human to go through these experiences. The key is awareness. The key is to realize, shall I continue eating or shall I stop? Gently pointing your, your attention towards these things is a super, super important skill. It's also really great to be aware or to build awareness around um, using food as not just satisfaction of uh, physical hunger, but also maybe emotions such as boredom or other feelings. And noticing your habits and habitual thoughts can really help you to tune into how do you make judgments around the foods and the, the amounts of foods to eat. And there is no one right answer. It might vary situation by situation. For example, you might decide to have a snack, a light snack before you, let's say an hour before you have your dinner. And if you didn't have a, this dinner, maybe you would have a heavier snack, etc., etc. So as you tune into this stomach fullness, you will be able to better understand your development of fullness during your meal. So after bite, after bite, and after bite. So you can finish your meals when you feel just right, just comfortably full rather than uncomfortably full. And it's also really good to, 
to learn over time how different foods affect your feelings of fullness, your physical fullness in the stomach. Because some, some foods will fill you up quickly, but not for too long. Other foods will fill you up slower, but for longer time. And this is where nutrition education is very important. So knowing which nutrients are satiating for longer, for example, protein, and which nutrients are satiating not for long. So for example, quick, um, simple sugars. So when you eat, pay attention to how your sensations are changing as you eat. When do you start noticing sort of this slow growing sense of fullness? Because you don't just feel suddenly over to full. Usually it's gradual. Now to make it more gradual or to make or to help yourself notice it, slow down. If you eat too quickly, I cannot stress it this enough. If you eat too quickly, it is really hard to notice how the fullness is growing. You might just feel like either hungry and then you suddenly, I'm too full, I'm stuffed. I can almost guarantee that you might be eating too quickly. And so ask yourself then, when does this sense of fullness becomes uncomfortable? So when does it change from being nice, kind of comfortable, gentle fullness towards then uncomfortable fullness? And so the third point is your body satiety. So the satisfaction you feel in your whole body rather than just in your mouth or in your stomach. When you eat, your body starts slowly to digest the nutrients. And so the nutrients get from the digestive system towards uh, and entering your bloodstream. So for example, sugar is getting to your bloodstream and other nutrients are also entering the bloodstream. And usually this body satiety starts to be noticeable within sort of a few minutes after you have started your meal. And there is this guideline that maybe takes about 15-20 minutes uh, to really full fullness. It might not be 20 minutes. You usually start much earlier. You start feeling fullness earlier during the meal. And so, for example, if you drink something like a glass of juice with relatively uh, high sugar content, you might feel that you have this energy spike, but then you also might feel quite like a drop of energy. And then if you're having, let's say, a healthy meal with protein, some complex carbs, fiber, some healthy fats, then you would be feeling more sustained fullness and longer lasting fullness. And so what's important to know is that two different meals with the same amount of calories might give you different feelings of body satiety and body fullness. So, for example, we can have, let's say, 500 calories of chips with, let's say, some bacon. So that's 500 calories. And then for 500 calories, we'll have some chicken, some salad, some um, bulgur wheat, and let's say some avocado. And so these two meals can be 500 each, but they will be different in size. The calorie density is different. And so they will give us different sense of this fullness and satiety. And as you probably have guessed, the the um, the chicken with, uh, what did I say, bulgur wheat and maybe let's, let's say a salad with avocado will give you more sort of full, like wholesome fullness and for longer fullness and more comfortable fullness with the same amount of calories versus um, chips with um, bacon. Nevertheless, it's very valuable to learn to make decisions about what to eat and when to stop eating and listen to your body in order to 
keep yourself from overeating, uh, to prevent yourself from overeating. So I hope that this little uh, guide through how to tune into your body sensations. So we have taste satisfaction, stomach fullness, and body satisfaction or body satiety. Have a think about these three points. And next time you eat, try to notice, okay, how does my taste change as I eat the meal? How does the, my stomach fullness change? And then how does my body satiety change? And it's really useful to use this 1 to 10 scale to guide your answers because then it gives you a bit more sort of concrete uh, guide on, okay, how do I actually measure, measure this stuff? And just be mindful not to judge yourself. The, the whole purpose of this activity, this exercise, this mindful eating uh, practices is to pay attention and get curious. And if you are struggling with these things, if you really feel like you can't really get your head around it, you, it's hard for you to learn stopping when you had enough, then I'll be happy to help you with that on a one-to-one -one basis, in a coaching basis. If this is something that is interesting to you, fill in the application form for coaching. All the details will be in the show notes. And I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time. Bye.